You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 42 of Fox on the Wire. Today, we travel across the Nullarbor to Western Australia and speak with Clayton Brown from the grunge punk rock band Filth Wizard. Before we get into today's show, I just want to give a very warm welcome to our very first sponsor here at Fox on the Wire, Muses of Mystery. Muses of Mystery is Melbourne's finest witchcraft and occult destination and a proud supporter of Fox on the Wire. Muses of Mystery offer services and supplies to the local and international pagan community. Conveniently located in the heart of Melbourne CBD and online, they specialise in spiritual tools, jewellery, spell supplies, occult teachings, spell consultations, intuitive tarot readings, Reiki and other energetic healings. Muses of Mystery stock all the ingredients and supplies to enhance your magical practice, offering a safe, friendly and understanding service to a diverse community, as well as the curious. In collaboration with Fox on the Wire, spend a minimum of $50 on their online store at www.musesofmystery.com. Mention Fox on the Wire in the comments section with your online order and receive a free mystery gift with your order. This offer expires on the 16th of August, 2020. That's www.musesofmystery.com and mention Fox on the Wire in the comments section with your online order. Thank you, Muses of Mystery, for coming on board. I always want to make this show bigger and better, so thank you for your support. Let's get into today's episode with Clayton Brown of the Perth band Filth Wizard. Enjoy! Clayton Brown of Filth Wizard, welcome to Fox on the Wire. Thanks for having me. So you guys and gals are based in Perth? Yeah, that's right, um, which is a good place to be at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere but Victoria. Yeah, or well, the other thing I guess is Perth is, you know, almost in full swing with gigs again, so um, most other states have still, you know, got some rules in place. Um, but yeah, even, uh, not last weekend, weekend before we played a sold out show with gyroscope. So that was pretty cool. Um, 200 people or something like that. There's no social distancing, of course. Um, just mosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Oh man. I kind of rem- remember what that looks like now. Yeah. I mean, we still had a couple months of nothing, you know, complete lockdown and stuff, but, um, yeah, so I definitely feel you with having that big gap where you're like forgotten what gigs are like and forgotten what it's like to see people or jam with a band and all those sorts of things. Yeah, well, my first note here on my notes for this show was to tell you how envious I am <laughs> of you guys in Perth and WA because uh, I thought we were almost getting back into some music or the possibility yeah. of but uh, now now we couldn't be further from. So, uh, But it's good to see, you know, as, as envious as I am, you know, um, it's good to see someone in the same country as at least holding that uh, live music flag. So that's good to see. Yeah, I hope that it kind of makes the Perth scene a bit bigger as we go and like maybe some more people that don't normally go to gigs might come out to a gig because 
Um, they can't exactly have international or interstate bands come over and, you know, play the big venues. Yeah. Um, so maybe some of those people that only go to the bigger gigs will come to some local shows and support the locals. Yeah. yeah. Some of those uh, bigger venues that would normally hold the international acts, are they back open? Like are they sort of functioning? Some of them are. Um, like something like the Asta Lounge, um, which is pretty close to the city, they, I think, around like 2,000 capacity or something. So they'll have some of your bigger artists, like international and, and interstate, um, come over. So they're trying to put on some uh, local shows now, usually a little bit more of like your cover kind of acts or tribute acts, um, but they've still got to abide by like the 50% capacity. So 1,000 people in that big kind of theatre that they have still would be a pretty good vibe, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Other places, um, yeah, obviously still need to do the the half capacity. So we have um, a place where you like to play in like North Perth kind of area, which is called Rosemount Hotel, um, and that's usually about the 600 capacity. So they're down to 300, um, which is still a very big show for um, local acts. So, yes, yeah, a lot of people have been seeing having uh, sold-out shows, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I always thought the, capa- the capacity of some venues – uh, seemed quite high for such a small space in some places. So, um, you know, 300 in a place that would usually facilitate, you know, up to 600 would seem pretty full still, I would seem, I, I would think. Yeah, definitely. There's still that vibe where it feels like the place is full um, and kind of, I guess, if everyone's closer to the stage, then you can't really tell too much of a difference if it's a big enough place. Um, we're playing um, next weekend at a, like a kind of divey rock and roll bar called Lucy's Love Shack. Um, and, yeah, I think the capacity there is 200 and then it's going to be 100. But the place is quite small because it's a bit divey. And, yeah, I'd say 100 people in there, you'd still be like the full dance floor area is all full. Um, so gig wise, you're probably not going to even notice. Yeah. You probably just think it's full. Yeah. It's still a good amount of people to have in there. Um, uh, are you finding people like punters are sort of hungry to get out to see some live music after not being able to for a few months? I think so. Yeah. Um, the couple gigs that I've been to, um, outside of the ones that I've played, um, it seems to be quite a lot more people than um, if you had like, because winter's always the dip uh, of the year anyway, where people will sort of stop going out in general and, you know, probably just resort to Netflix and stuff for entertainment. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely for winter, I was seeing a lot more people out than usual. Um, and I'm seeing also like festivals and stuff are now already being planned in for the next two months, like a couple offers and things like that coming through. So, that's good. Those are all getting back on. Like they rescheduled quite a few things. Great. Um, that was supposed to happen in the last couple of months. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, you guys are back into it, and I hope we're not too far behind you. Um, a couple of episodes yeah. I spoke to. Um, oh, firstly, I'll give a shout out to Kim Redmond, uh, who suggested I get uh, your band on the podcast. I I spoke with Kim. Uh, was it a couple of episodes ago? Um, about yeah. quite a lot of things, and that was just before the gig for Hope 
that uh, happened at Bad uh, Badlands. Um, yeah, and you guys played that too, yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, that was a really good night. All of the bands were really good. Um, I guess I just it was it was probably because it was on a Sunday. Like otherwise, there probably would have been you know completely packed house. Hard to get people out on a Sunday in general, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, good amount of money that we raised that night as well. Like I think it was about seven hundred and fifty bucks for Beyond Blue. So that's a pretty good thing for you know five bands to put together in one night. Um, yeah, and the venue was pretty good with you know reducing the venue hire and stuff like that to try to add it to the charity kind of push. Um, and it was all for uh, Dino that we, like Filth Wizard, met him. Um, I think it was two years ago in Bunbury, which is like south of Perth, um, two and a half mm-hmm. hours or two hours, I think. Um, and he was like the photographer slash video guy at that venue, um, and I think he used to just do it for. Um, just for like a personal hobby, like he wasn't getting paid, but they were like, you know, shout him drinks and things like that. So he's sort of like a, a legend of that venue covering all the um, interstate acts that would play down there in Bunbury if they're doing regional tours. And um, we met him, um, had some good convos and have a couple of drinks with him. Um, and he's kind of just mm. followed. He kind of, you know, meets the bands and then seems to, you know, pick who he wants to follow. So he's, you know, very supportive of us. Um, and sharing our stuff around and things like that. Um, and then we got the word, obviously, like late last year that he was doing that walk uh, for Hope, which was from Bunbury all the way to Sydney. Wow. On foot <laughs> with a cart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. You can imagine the amount of shoes that he went through. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't keeping tally, <laughs> but, yeah, my feet would be sore wow. for sure. Yeah. I mean, people like that in the music industry that just really support you know, bands are so important and um, when you get one of those sort of people supporting you as an artist, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, priceless basically. So definitely you have to look after them best you can. So it sounds like it was a good yeah. night. I, I saw some photos and, again, the envy kicked in, but, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it looked like it went off really well. So Yeah, um, we were probably a little bit, you know, um, recovery mode from the night before. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's funny how, even if you are like, you know, a little bit gone from the previous partying night, um, as soon as you get on stage, it kind of switches back on and all this energy comes in and you're like, all right, I'm just doing a good performance now. Um, yeah, yeah. The reviews kind of, uh, you know, covered that, that we were (laughs) obviously they talked to us before the set or a little bit of a mess. So yeah. That's kind of funny <laughs> to read that back. <laughs> so what happened the night before? Did you have another gig? Uh, yeah, so that was the show with Gyroscope, um, which was like up north about oh, about 40 minutes up north from Perth. Um, new venue was being launched and they had all new lighting rig and PA set up and stuff at the tavern. Um, and so they had Gyroscope um, headline the kind of launch for the venue. Um, and then there was like three support bands, so... That was probably our first bigger kind of support slot, I guess, for us. And, yeah, seeing like it went really well, like the venue um, gave us like some good feedback and same with like reviewers and things like that. Cool. So that was, um, yeah, hopefully we can do some more shows like that. Um, I know obviously we can only choose from the, the first bands at the moment to play with, so. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say is Gyroscope, they're from Perth, aren't they? Yeah. 
So they're um, doing a couple of yeah. shows at the moment to kind of keep themselves going. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, back in – I was trying to think, like, because so I saw you guys played with them. I think it was 2000, maybe seven or eight, we supported them when I had a band. We, I was in a band called Own Kind. Um, yeah. Sort of a hard rock sort of band and – we supported Gyroscope maybe twice, I think, um, back around that 2008 era yeah. time frame. I, I couldn't remember exactly, but um, yeah, I think they were yes, quite, they would have been quite popular very big back band. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, good to see they're they're still at it. Um, hopefully, they can make it, you know, over this side of the country again soon and. Yeah, um, Dan's got Dan the singer's got another band that he's sort of started up um, in Perth as well called Thirteen, but it's like Roman numerals Thirteen. Um, they were really good as well. Um, they didn't play the same night, but I've seen them before. It's um, Dan and then two members from um, Carnival. Um, oh, right. So you can imagine it's pretty loud. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, really fun band. Cool. So tell us about uh, Filth Wizard. Uh, you guys are obviously based in Perth. Uh, Four-piece grunge punk rock band. Uh, are you guys all from Perth and when did you form? We are all from Perth. Um, our bass player is from Narragin, which is like regional town. I think it's like three or four hours south. Um, but, yeah, she spent most of her life in Perth. Um, so, I mean, the, the band itself, like the, I guess the idea of the band was like the start of 2017. So that was, um, Jess, um, who is our drummer. Um, she was kind of putting out an ad on Facebook, trying to put together a bit more of a heavier band that she hadn't done in a lot, quite a while. Um, she's playing in a band called the Tommy Hawks, which is a bit more like folk blues rock. Yep. Um, that, um, yeah, that done pretty well for themselves uh, but she wanted to do something a little bit, little bit heavier a little bit grungy um, so I kind of just met up with her at a rehearsal studio and we had a jam and there was a couple other people there they didn't all kind of mesh well but me and her saw, sort of saw eye to eye immediately um, one of those moments where you're like are we best friends like <laughs> just immediately yeah. um, but also the music the musical like connection was really good as well um, so we, we started trying out a couple of different people. Um, obviously, neither of us are a singer, so we needed to suss that out immediately um, to get it really moving. Yep. So we, we eventually got um, someone who Jess had played with a couple of years earlier in another band, um, Ben, who's now our singer, um, but he was just on rhythm guitar originally. Um, and then we had... A couple of singers come in, eventually settled on a guy named Ryan, um, and then that kind of went through its motions. We had him playing bass, and we did a couple of shows over like a six-month period. I think that was 2018 maybe or end of 2017. Um, we got some good feedback, but the sound of the band was quite different then. Um, obviously different vocalists, different songs, um, different way of writing as well. Yep. Um, and then um, things didn't work out with Ryan, just priorities and things like that. So we were back with the three of us, me, Jess, and Ben. Um, and then Ben, you know, wanted to kind of step up to start being the vocalist. Um, 
and you know we wanted to try that out so tried that for a couple of months just writing new songs with him and then we knew we needed to get a bass player now so we put out ads did a couple of auditions um and then yeah jenna joined the band then um so that was like the start of last year so it was sort of like you know clean slate from that point we obviously had some gigs that we had done um with the three of us but not all four of us so it was sort of starting afresh from that point and it really kind of um rolled along quite well we started getting um some local festivals and things like that um between the four of us like we've all got like a little bit of connections and stuff in this small perth scene but um kind of worked out well all of last year um and then we went in the studio finally um to do two songs that was at the start of the year um and then we put out our single snowflake or we were going to be putting it out at the end of march and then you know the world went to shit yeah Um, so we still put the song out um on the 28th of march um but we couldn't play the gig because literally all the like lockdown was like that week so if we had done it one week early we could have played the gig um so that was a shame because it's you know your first single launch and it gets cancelled yep yep something to remember um, (laughs) yeah um the funny thing is is that song is like snowflake uh the subject matter kind of is about a like a apocalypse oh. so it kind of ended up working well for us that this whole lined up like that because the song is very appropriate um yeah so i guess fast forward a couple months of not really much happening for us um we did try to get together to do some writing but um i've also found with a lot of people i've talked to that it's it's weird about your um, inspiration during, you know, this weird time. Um, some people said that they're really, um, you know, really uh, getting a lot done, like creative-wise, and then some people said they've had nothing. Mm. Um, I've, we've all actually, you know, written probably two songs in like three or four months, which is not really that much. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can only do as much as your uh, your mental state can allow with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, so we we obviously had a little bit of freedom with things sort of opening back up in Perth. So we were able to do um, a music video now, which we're releasing next week, um, which is for Snowflake that we already kind of released in March. Um, but now we can actually do the video that we wanted to do. So it's all like, you know, live action kind of apocalypse thing. Cool. Yeah. So you got the you got the video release launch for Snowflake on Saturday the fifteenth at Lucy's Love Shack in Perth. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time there. Um, so like second home. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, you'd yeah. Be glad Seems to finally be glad to finally celebrate the release and um, give it the proper yeah celebration it deserves. Send off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we were supposed to play the show there in March. That's so it really is the um, rescheduled show, but um, obviously putting out the video now as well. So another reason to celebrate. Yeah, it's sort of given it a second life, I guess. I mean, you release the audio, and now you get to release the video, and sort of 
yeah, celebrate it and hopefully send it off in a big way. So that song was also nominated, sorry, nominated for a WAM award in the heavy rock slash metal category. Uh, what is yeah. the WAM and did you? So win? it's Wham, or that's what we call it. I yeah. was going to say Wham. I, um, I didn't want to. It's the WA music. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not like the band, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so has that, like you were nominated, has it been announced the winner or is that, uh, still pending? Yeah. So the, the Wham Awards they have once a year and they have all of these different categories. Um, obviously with categories and genres, like in 2020, everyone knows there's so much crossover of genres and you can't really figure out what genre people's bands are. And it's quite subjective. Um, so what ends up happening is you apply for different categories and then just hopefully whoever the judges are deem that you fit in one of them. Um, so there was punk and hardcore combined, and then there was heavy rock and metal combined. And then there's a rock category, but as we know, like rock can be absolutely anything. Um, it can be country rock. It can be folk rock. It can be pop rock. Um, yeah. So, um yeah so we got um we got through out of the i think there's like 1200 entries overall between all the categories is about 10 categories um and then so six for the heavy rock slash metal and so we're pretty stoked with our first release getting a nomination um yeah. the awards uh were last wednesday um we didn't win um but okay. yeah we're just sort of stoked that we got you know even mentioned or thought of or anything like that because first song coming out you don't really expect too much you're sort of just putting something out there so that people know you exist yeah no congratulations and then, and then see a, what happens after that yeah that's a really good thing Cheers. so congratulations thanks yeah it's very hard to categorize music these days very hard a lot of things take influence from others and you know yeah what is rock these days um yeah because you guys be elements of, of metal, elements of grunge, um, yeah, yeah, jazz. I don't know, math. Because <laughs> you guys sort of lean on the the grunge side at this stage. I'd say so. Like, there's a lot of that '90s grunge sound in there. Um, maybe there's a little bit of '80s, um, like a little bit of '80s classic rock stuff as well, um, mixed in. Um, but yeah, we we're always listening to like as much modern stuff as we can as well. Um, yeah. Suppose the major influences are always going to be things like Soundgarden, Queens of Stone Age and Nirvana. It's quite obvious ones yep. when you um, listen to Snowflake. Yeah, that's right up my alley. So that's, uh, <laughs> although a lot of my stuff, it's got, it's got hints of that. I guess, uh, you know, I've had different bands and stuff over time and it's been a bit more obvious, but I'm more acoustic these days. So I'm, um, but yeah, people say they can still hear, you know, bits and pieces of Alice in Chains and Nirvana. I mean, that's yeah. kind of in my blood because I grew up with it and I still love it. So um, when I saw you guys are into Soundgarden and that sort of thing, I'm like, yeah, I've got to talk to these guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so with the tune uh, Snowflake, like I guess when I listened to it a couple of times, I could definitely, definitely ticks that grunge box and, you know, the vocals – we're definitely a bit sort of 
Kurt Cobain and uh, even Wes Scantland from Puddle of Mud and there was a bit of Stone Temple yeah. Pilots in there. But, yeah, it's a really, really great tune. And, um, Cheers. From what you've released as a taste of the video, that really looks like it will suit the song and it's a great video. Yeah, um, um, I haven't even seen it, so <laughs> I've only seen that snippet, so I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. <laughs> we filmed that, like, uh, I don't know, the, the whole process of those things is always quite long. Um, you can imagine the hours that go into editing something like that. Yeah, I've just I've been recording a couple of songs and I've just got the mixes or the masters back this week, actually. So I pr- plan on releasing a single. Um, I wanted to do a video. But as you probably know, Melbourne is in full stage four yeah. lockdown, so I can't actually see anyone. Um, so I'm going to have yeah. to rig something up probably at home and shoot all the files to my pro video guy and he's going to chop something up. So that'll be interesting. So <laughs> um, just do the best I can. What we did in March is we did a like cartoon video for Snowflake, so there is kind of two videos. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's on YouTube. It's like a co- cartoon um, video clip for it, um, and then you know we still wanted to do the real one that we wanted to do. Um, so that's why it's so much later in the year. Um, have you guys got another single on the burner? Did you say you went in and recorded two songs? Yeah, so we did the two in um, was like two days um, in the studio with Andy Lawson. Um, yeah, I've worked with him a couple of times before, and he really kind of pushes me on guitar, I guess, to try lots of different sounds and things like that. Um, but yeah, really good sound engineer. He did a lot of the like, if we're talking like Aussie stuff or Perth stuff. Um, in the early 2000s, like he did a lot of the end of fashion and Eskimo Joe and Sugar Army and stuff like that. Um, he did some of the early Tide Lion stuff as well um, when they were still based in Perth. A um, couple of other local acts like Moana that have got quite a heavy sound. Um, yeah, so we wanted to go with him because we know it's like really good quality. Um, yeah. yeah, so we went up to his – he's got like a sort of – kind of like a farm i guess but it's like up in the hills um he built like this big shed and like the studio is in there it's like out the back of the house so it's kind of like a family friendly kind of environment um so you're just going to someone's house in the hills it's not like really um commercial or anything um so we kind of go up there and just hang out um yeah it kind of it all gets done pretty quickly so yeah two days in the studio and you've got two songs done that's a pretty good outcome i think well um yeah so we got another single that we'll probably do um you know in the next month or two i'd imagine um so that's called on my side um but it's it's probably a bit more leaning to the like classic rock sounding like riffs and stuff like that obviously still bends um nirvana kind of alice in chains vocal um but yeah it's probably a little bit more easygoing and boppy, so I think people will probably find it a bit more commercial. Yeah, cool. Uh, so I uh, did an Instagram post that I was getting you guys on the show and um, Mez Whittle uh, made a comment that she knows you guys. Yeah. Um, I must have played with her, like, 
in Mandurah when I was in the older band. So yep. we played a couple of shows together, I think, down there. Yeah, lovely lady. Huge voice. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, I think, one of the last gigs I played earlier this year, I think. It feels like a lifetime ago. She was she was closing for the night and um, pretty much got everyone all rowdy and uh, stirred up. So it was a bit it was a bit messy, but um, she feeds oh, off. She that, played so. over east. <laughs> uh, this was in Bendigo, yeah. So I think she's uh, okay. based. Yeah, back I think in she's Bendigo. from there or something I think so, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had her on the show. Uh, almost back when I started actually. I think it was episode number five or something. Um, and, yeah, I think she's originally from Bendigo and then she made her way over where you guys are and has come back again. So, yeah. 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 But, no, nah, she's she's great, lovely person, very talented. So, hello, Maz, if you're listening. Yeah, supportive, supportive of the scene as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she wouldn't cough up any dirt on you, so... Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so, so bad. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what have we got? You got next Saturday, the fifteenth, at Lucy's Love Shack. Is that in Perth? Just in Perth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Snowflake uh, music video release launch. Uh, who else have you got on the lineup? Um, so we got a like heavy blues rock band called Black River Ransom. Um, so they were up for that, the Wham Awards in the blues category as well. Um, played a couple of shows with them in other bands in the past, and then I think we played one show with them um, by the beach in Scarborough last year as well. A really fun band. Um, they've got a little bit of a mix of uh, like that Kasabian kind of sound, like sort of that British uh, British rock blues. Yep. Um, and then we've also got. Um, Mirrors at the Arcade, um, which is kind of like punky pop stuff. Um, still a really new band, um, but they're a lot of energy. And then we've also got Flyball Governor, which I find real hard to like categorize, but there's like a lot of um, that um, sort of feminist punk kind of sounds. And then there's like a lot of uh, progressive sounds and, you know, one minute the song is, you know, a reggae song and then next it's a full punk song and, yeah, they, yeah. they cross a lot of genres. So that's always a fun thing as well, sort of see yeah. how the audience reacts to them. Yeah, speaking of hard to categorise bands, it's because of bands like that that makes it even harder. Yeah. All right, well, I uh, hope the launch goes well and uh, I'm glad you're finally Cheers. getting to give it a, you know, a proper send-off into the world. So I look forward to seeing the full video and um, dropping the next single whenever you do that. So uh, where can people find you yeah. guys? Where's the best place to find you? Um, I guess Facebook and Instagram are probably the easy ones that everyone can get into. Um, but all your streaming sites will have Snowflake. Um, we'll have the video up on YouTube and Facebook as well next week. Yep. Um, yeah, if you're at Spotify, iTunes, whatever you kind of go for, um, we're on all of those. So, yeah, Fantastic. hopefully the new single in the next month or two. So then there's a couple of songs to listen to. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll chuck some links in the show notes and I'll, I'll give the video a share once you uh, – once you share it and upload it. And, uh, yeah, it's been lovely to chat with you, Clayton. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, all the, best, all the best for the next show and uh, for the rest of the year. I hope you guys can keep the live music thing going until we can, well, pick it back up again as well. And then hopefully the whole country gets back yeah. into shape. I miss Melbourne as well. Uh, in, 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 in no time, <laughs> hopefully we'll get back into it. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Pray for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. uh, yeah, every day. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Clayton. Thanks very much. Great to chat with you. See ya. See you, mate. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And that's been another episode of Fox on the Wire. Cheers. Cheers.